Yo, 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 skirt bag. What is up, my guy? How we doing? No, I didn't peep the burp. The perfect Rick lip. A minute, at least. At least one minute. It's been at least a minute. At least. Well, it could be more. Probably more. Definitely been more. No less, we'll say. But you know what? Here, nonetheless, we'll say. Dude, we're here for our valued listeners of this podcast. Sorry, I'm burping. I just thought him yug some Baja Blast. This is episode 122 since we started doing this somewhat more legitimately. Yeah. First, this is episode 122 on Riverside, right? Because we started. No, this is episode 122 once we started going to like Apple Podcasts and whatnot. Oh, right, right, right. Because didn't we do Zoom for like a few episodes or something? Yeah, yeah, we've used some other stuff as well. Well. Sometimes I used to just tap your phone and then pull clips and make episodes out of that. You didn't even know there's a few of them like that. Because I know you don't listen to them, so I was like, yo, I'm just going to tap his phone and steal some of our side convos. Tap my phone. Oh, oh, like, okay, yeah. That makes sense. Like, and then call you, and then, like, we have a conversation. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a video clip of us sending audio messages back to each other for an hour. That's all what it is. It's just us. <laughs> it's Beavis and Butthead, brother. Yes. <laughs> 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 I did not pick up on it. That was not a good impression of Beavis and Butthead, dude. I'm not gonna sure lie. it was, bro. Sure it was. I don't know. Shawnee trifling. <laughs> I just spit grilled chicken on me. Whatever. What's up, dude? What's How have you like? been? Been good, dude. Been busy. Uh, busy. Well, this weekend wasn't too busy. Maggie went to Asheville for a little like birthday getaway trip with her girls. So. Andy Happy birthday, Mags. Down. Happy birthday, McGoober. Uh, yeah, Andy and I just kind of broke down in Wilmington this weekend. We went to Myrtle and played some golf with the boys. Okay. Uh, didn't play that well. I shot a 96. But That's not bad. None of us played well, but we had a fucking blast, dude. It was so funny. That's all that matters. Bro, we're on the 17th hole, and Austin's, like, teeing up, and he's, like, literally about to be on his backswing. And Jake, out of nowhere, just goes... As he's on his backswing, gets to like his peak of his backswing, Jake just goes and cracks a beer. <laughs> like, fuck out of bed. And he just goes, I'll admit, that was a little self destructive. <laughs> oh, Mr. Bundle callback. It was fucking com- comedic gold, dude. Um, Yeah, but we played uh, Wild Wing, which I think you've played with us before, right? Yeah. Yeah, Back you guys like that place. It's tough, dude. It's a tough course. It is. It's super tight. Um, That's the place you lost the J at, remember? But you really just yeah, that Austin. Yep, 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 yep. Um, yeah, really tight. It's just like wood. It's in the woods. So, you know, the fairways are cut out. Everything else is woods. If you're not if you're not in the fairway or close to it, you're in the woods. Um, and that's yeah, a tough situation. It's tight and to be it's in. long, too. Yeah. Um, not a fan because no turns, you know, especially when I'm in Myrtle, like, 
the turn is almost what you look forward to the most. Yeah, like, when I'm in Myrtle, it's like, yeah, like, I'm playing serious, but at the same time, it's like, I'm here to have a good time, but I'm probably having some beers, like, I could go for a dog, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, got a burger, maybe I'll take one of those. Um, but, yeah, no turn out there, so that's a little tough. That's a little tough. Yeah, they do have a pretty sweet, uh, like, cart girl setup, though. She comes out there with, like, a little, like, uh, you can get a hot dog from the cart girl, she's got, like, a thing that, like, rotates them, like, a little... Oh, really? Place, I haven't place. seen her. I haven't seen her before. Maybe I, yeah. I've always played too early, I think. Because we usually yeah. get out. Last time we were like the first or second tea time, dude. They hadn't even cut the grass yet. Shit was so long and it was wet as heck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our tea time was at 8.30, so we were like, you know, within the first hour of it being open. But yeah, it was, uh, it was tough, too, because like the greens were just like super fast and like uh-huh. it was super hard to putt and a lot of like it's just a hard course in general compared. You go literally right next door and play Myrtle Beach National with the West course. I'm gonna shoot an eighty six, eighty seven over there. I go to fucking Wild Wing and I'm like barely, barely scratching a hundred. <clears throat> it was tough. I uh, this is the thing though. Like my front nine was terrible, and then my back nine. You had, should play like, from. Uh, you should play from further back tees. Further back. So, yeah, where you playing whites? Yeah. You should play blue. At Wild Wing? Anywhere. Everywhere. Why? I don't know. Just works. I just <laughs> shoot better. Just make, that would make it even harder for me. No. Nah. You don't think so? I mean, I, I, I can hit the ball far enough to where I could play the Blues. It's just... When I was playing with Owen and Alex this summer, like, they, we played the Blues once because we played with Alex's boy who was mad nice. And they're like, yeah, we're playing blues. And I was like, All right, obviously, I'm playing blues. Like, I, I, I'm not going to be the only one not, not playing blues. Here. Yeah. Um, and I played really well. So, and then, like, we started playing blues. And then I started playing better. Hmm. But whenever I played whites like... with my boys, I was, like, kind of booty cheeks. Yeah, I wonder if you just, like... I think it's because there's too short. many, too many courses where, like, the whites, it's, like... My drive would be like almost to the green, so it's like I feel like I'm like don't have a lot of room. I don't know. Yeah, there was, and I just uh, kind of let a... it like let it fly from the blues. Yeah, I, maybe maybe I will try that, dude. Because there was that one hole on uh, in Wild Wing. I think it's like sixteen or fifteen, where you can drive the green like. You know how it's like got that one hole's got all the bunkers in the middle, and there's a green you can shoot out to like keep it safe off to the left. But then the green's like kind of over the water to the right. <coughs> mm-hmm. I fucking, I, I, dude, my first of all, my driver's back like it never left, dude. My driver has spent fucking Good. money the last few times I've played golf. But we step up to the the tee sh- tee box on this hole, and I'm like, obviously I'm going for green fucking hit this piss missile heading right for the flag and i fucking cleared the green dude like didn't like roll up and roll down i cleared the entire green and i, I was like damn that has to be like 290 300 yards away like i don't i didn't think i could even do that but I was yeah like, perfect conditions perfect conditions dude and just like my drivers just if i wasn't playing on like, one i would have put, put this shit all over the hole you know yeah yeah. Um, but I'm excited that, to get back dude, out there, dude. I was uh I was actually thinking maybe we get like a boys trip together sometime in the spring, April or May. I might take some time off and 
both of those months. So I think we should like once I get that approved, I want to plan like uh, a boys trip, see what works for everybody. Say fucking less, dude. Where do you want to go? Um, we should go somewhere fun because I mean we go we play Myrtle Beach golf all the time, but I'd be down to go like we do like a Thursday to Sunday or something like that. Yeah, that's that's kind of my plan. But like, I also was like, if we I if we just go down to Myrtle or go to Wilmington, like I don't care, whatever. Just got to get some golf in with the boys and like go Thursday to Sunday, probably like play Friday Saturday. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd be down for that. I mean, if we're playing golf. We could do kind of what we did. Uh, I don't know if we did we, if we did this last time, but we could do like Friday in Wilmington. Go down Friday night to Myrtle. Play there Saturday and go out Saturday night. That's true. Like That's that. true. I don't hate it. We got Waldo and Jordan and Mayo. Full squad, Mayo. Yep. I mean, all right, sold, done. Let's call it a day. You name the days, and I'll tell you I'm there. All right, I will. I will let you know the days. ASAP. As long as it's not the first week in March, because I have to be... Uh, no, it won't be. Um, what else did I do this weekend? Oh, yeah, after so after golf, we just came home, dude. I took the baddest nap of all time. And uh, then Andy came over, and we had we just rode the fuck out, dude. Got brought my Xbox downstairs. Played a little FIFA. Played a little fucking some random games we found on Game Pass. Just hung out until, like, 2 a.m. Sunday, did the same thing. Just watched football all day, and... We got hit by, like, a fucking monsoon, so Sunday yeah, was, like, not yeah. even leaving the house type shit. Dude, the the NFL got surprisingly lucky with that. Like, Emery texted in that fantasy DFS chat, like, take the unders on all those games. And, like, the Nashville game wasn't really affected, it didn't seem. I didn't think it was raining there. The Panthers um, game? No, the Panthers game, it was definitely raining. Yeah. What game were you um, talking about? I lost you for a second. The, the Nashville, the Titans game? In Nashville, I don't think it was raining oh, yeah. there. Um, and then, like, the Giants were away, the Jets were away. It wasn't raining in New England for the Pats game. It was pouring in Jersey, though. Um, the Birds didn't play until Monday, and they were also away. But it was raining for the Buffalo game. So, like, there weren't really that many games to take the unders in, in, like, where those, where it was raining. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know, like, what type of fucking storm it was, but I feel like the entire East Coast got wrecked by it, dude. Charleston was, like, underwater. Yeah, there was a bunch of flooding here in Jersey, too, like, by my parents flooded. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Like, pretty much the street, like, before my, my the street before mine, um, that flooded a bit. They lost power for a hot minute, but Have they got, they got it back. Snow yet? We got flurries once, um, but that was about it. Flurried for maybe like two hours. Nothing to show for it at the end of the day. Damn, isn't it kind of dude? It's so depressing, warming, bro. Like, bro, I'm going younger, outside bro, and have I'm like two snowstorms by now. I know, I know, dude. The day that it happened, I'm talking to this guy, one of my senior managers, and uh, he's originally from Detroit, I believe. So like, they're used to snow, and I'm like, yeah, dude, it's flurried here. So like, that's like nice to see, but like. Nothing really, which was upsetting. Haven't had real snow in a minute. 
Like we shoveled. I think we shoveled twice last year, but like could have gotten away with not shoveling. Yeah, it's and the year year before that, I think we shoveled once. It was because we got or the snowplows like got us like snowplowed in, and Lex had to go somewhere. Yeah, I I just it's kind of scary how fast everything's like changing like that, dude. Dude, when yeah. I was like three, it we got like a fucking. I mean, this was upstate New York, but on my birthday, same which is though, the end of October, we got like a foot and a half of snow in October, dude. That would never, that would never happen today. Yeah, yeah, That's um, crazy. Like on your actual birthday, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And every year, growing up, dude, like every year, you get um, at least. Three or four snowstorms, you know oh, what yeah, I mean? At like, least. I mean, we'd be at sometimes least... we'd be using all of our snow days to a point where we would have to add days on at school because we had we'd use too many snow days. We usually had the opposite; like they would plan too many and then we didn't use them all. Um, but dude, like, still, so, there's would, you know, uh, we'd be getting hit by that lake effect snow like bad. Sometimes. Yeah, so we'd be getting like yeah, yeah, snow sometimes. You guys get away worse than us, no doubt about it. Um, but either way, there's at least three days a year where I'm not going to school and I'm firing up the quad and I'm rap rapping in the streets and I'm, you know, towing my boys around on tubes and oh, then yeah. the, we're flipping and I'm getting reckless with it. <laughs> yeah, like I couldn't. I mean, that shit don't happen no more. Now, but I was gonna say, dude, when I was home last year for Christmas, like. I mean, granted, Central PA is a little different than upstate New York, but, like, dude, when you and I went snowboarding with Quinn, it was, like, barely any snow on the ground. They had, like, two trails open, and it was all fake snow. Yep. Yep. I was just looking at, uh, uh, like, a snap memory. I think it was from last year. And literally, I was out in joggers and a hoodie. And, like, not even Mm -hmm. a thick hoodie. And it's just, like, just different. Winter shouldn't even be called winter anymore. It should just be called, like, a chillier fall. No, winter is just fall now. Like, yeah, that's legit all there is to it. We have fall, spring, and summer. And it's like, everything's moved a little bit. I lost you. Yeah, dude. It's, dude, Riverside is fucking ass cheeks. Yeah. I've lost you like seven times this this episode alone, just trying to keep up with what you're saying. <laughs> I know we're 15 minutes in, which is wild because when we sit here in like pregame before we hit record, dude, it's fine. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no problems until we start recording. I mean, there's probably a, you know, it's probably not a mistake. Yeah, I wonder what this uh low data mode on is on. What what this is. Oh, that turns that turns your camera off. I want to be able to see my boy, even though you're just like five pixels most of the time, Mac. Hey, you know what? Five cute pixels. <laughs> Those are fucking handsome pixels, dude. That's what I'm saying, brother. <laughs> you can't be sleeping uh, on my pixels. Um. So, what do you want to talk about? You know, I I know we got well, a lot to talk about. about. What, what, Life has been. Throwing haymakers to say the least. Oh, really? Um, you're just taking them off, but the it's chin. good, yeah. Just take them off the chin and, and keep stepping with it. Um, 
I mean, Jacob's good. Lex has strep, but other than that, she's good. Dog's good. Jacob, is he ready for uh, his first Christmas? Is he all excited? Yeah, Even uh, he, he has no started. Idea what the fuck's going on? He's starting he, today. He started crawling to the uh, the presents and like starting to like grab them and try to pull them down and whatnot. Um, and who's playing with some of them? So I think he's hype. Yeah. I think he's hype for presents. What, I'm uh, hype. I don't even have everything that I got for Lex yet. Don't have anything wrapped. I'm the same way, dude. I uh, well, I just, Maggie's birthday was literally a week ago, so it's like. Oh like yeah, round two of December, dude. So I just like yesterday, um, or Sunday when we were watching football, Andy passed out. So I was like, all right, well, I'm gonna be productive for an hour, and I was just like online shopping. I banged out. I got her some fun shit. I'm excited for, but I had to send it all to my parents' house on their Amazon account because Maggie and I share one, and she'll see what I got her because I, I know she'll love. Why couldn't you ship it to you from your parents' Amazon account? Because we're gonna be. We're leaving on Thursday. When right, so just like by the time out. it's going to get there. Yeah, so it'll be there before Christmas. So I just figured I'll get the deliveries there, wrap them, and either bring them back here and open them or just open them there. But I'm excited. I'm excited to see what she got, for her to see what she got. I got her some, some pretty cool shit. Um, online shopping, dude. Fucking money. I don't know why I ever bother to like go out to stores and do shit like that anymore. I laid on my couch and banged out all my Christmas shopping in an hour. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah, the online shopping's not bad. There are certain things I wish I could still get in stores, um, but it's all right. It's definitely, like, way expanded the availability of things. Right? Oh, like, yeah. Um, I really like my dress shoes. They're super comfortable. They're barefoot dress shoes. They're sleek-looking. Um, and... Like, you can't get those in stores. They don't sell that brand in stores. So yeah, it's dude, like. You even think about, like, how Black Friday used to be. Like, remember seeing videos of, like, Black Friday 10 years ago where people were, like, yeah. running people. The episodes of The Simpsons. Fucking mob. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not like that anymore, dude. People are just like, oh, fucking Cyber Monday. Or, oh, no, wait, wait, wait. Black Friday no, 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 the South Park one. South Park, yeah. Sorry, I didn't mean to get it twisted. Disrespect South Park. Like, <coughs> Simpsons? Are you kidding me? Yeah, now people just stay home and you, pay the uh, same price, but they think they're getting a deal. Yeah, basically, dude. Yeah, that's all it is. Uh, are you all caught up on Rick or no? No, I haven't seen the final two. Final two are good. The last one um, is a mind roller fuck. coaster. Yeah, it. It's like one of those mind fuck episodes where you're like, oh, what the fuck, dude? You literally, like, when Andy and I watch it, um, we just look at each other like, holy fuck, that was deep. Like, it's one that I I watched it again, and I'll probably have to watch it again. But it was really, like, the concept of it was really cool, too. And they had a lot of, like, they had a lot of good, like, just one-line zingers and just, like, bits and shit. It was, it was honestly, from this season alone, I think there's two to three episodes that could be in the top ten best all-time Rick and Morty episodes. Yeah. Obviously, the the episode five with the prime, Rick Prime and stuff for the lore. Um, and then the last one, I think, probably could slide in there, too. And number episode nine's really good, too. Like, it's... Don't get me wrong. 
they bounced back. You saw the num- Numbercons one? Numbericons? With Ice yeah, Cube. yeah, the Numericons. Yeah, that one fucking sucks. They bounced back to, like... Yeah, that one was fucking episode. stupid. It was, dude. It was just like... what the? It didn't feel like Rick and Morty. It was just, like, all rushed comedy and, like, a story I didn't give a fuck about. It was def- yeah. You could tell they definitely just had to fill it. Like, they were like, alright, we need a filler episode. Let's run with this spinoff of Ice-T. Yeah. Cause that's like the third time they've had that in an episode. Well, he Since... started with Get Get Swifty, right? Yeah, yeah. And then he he had a cameo somewhere else along the way, and then this uh, one I feel like. But this one was a whole fucking episode. It was not a fucking cameo. Yeah, and it was just dumb, like numbers versus letters and math. I'm like, this is fucking stupid, dude. I don't want to watch this. It's not even like even the one liners that they had in that episode weren't that funny. No, dude, they were like so forced and corny. Yeah, that was. And it's like I that's... think that was like officially the first time where I like watched an episode of Rick and Morty, and I was like, "Yeah, probably won't watch that one ever again." I yeah, I don't really see a reason to. But sometimes I'll get like excited if I go on TV and there's like a random episode of Rick and Morty on, and I'm like, "Oh, I haven't seen this one in a while." Like, uh, what was the one the other day that I saw? Um. Oh, it was the one where they get the alien thing sucked to their face. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that, that episode's awesome. And they yeah, did the accidental yeah. Pearl Harbor. Which season is that? I gotta go back and watch that. I think that's season five? I, I have say no idea. Four, four or five. It's, it's a little bit older. But it's really cool. I don't really watch TV too much. I watch a lot of ESPN, and uh, I watched a little bit of Rugrats today, season one, episode one. You know, Hell the yeah, pilot. Rugrats slaps, dude. I'm starting yeah. to. Oh, uh... Dude, me and Jacob watched it a little bit. He was sitting in my lab, and I was like, "Let's see, like, what kind of like kids' cartoons they have on on Hulu? Like, see if they, they have anything from my day." And I was like, "All right, Rugrats, I'll throw that on." Hell yeah. Um, was it like the OG so we... Rugrats? Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Um, he liked it. He watched like half of the first episode, and then was like, "I'm ready to go play with my toys." I was like, "All right, here you Something go." <laughs> and then Tommy started crying, and he was like, "Jacob was crawling," and he was like, oh, "Baby crying, baby crying." Sounds like me. <laughs> you guys got another one in here? I don't know about <laughs> that. Is oh, that's funny. I yeah, that's like one thing that like I kind of look forward to as a parent. Like, whenever that day comes, dude, is just, like, you know, sitting on the couch and being like, yo, you gotta watch this show. This is what I watch as a kid. It's awesome. That's what I want to do. I'm like, I'm like, dude, the fucking, the cartoons these days are whack. Forget about them, bro. Yeah. I'm gonna find, I'm gonna make a list, like, and start it with Rugrats and then whatever else is on Hulu. Start a list of, like, shows that I watched growing up and then, like, where I can stream them because a lot of them are on streaming services now. HBO uh, or Max, it's called now, has a, has a lot of good ones. Yeah, yeah. I think they're a little bit for when he gets a little bit older though. Like Teen Titans is on there. Um, okay. SpongeBob is on Paramount Plus. Yeah. Um. Pokemon is on Netflix. I actually just started watching. There's there was some Pokemon on Hulu too. Oh really? Is it, do you know if they were movies or shows? Um, I don't know. I think they were shows. Damn, I've been looking for the Mewtwo movie forever, but I don't want to buy it. Um, Killers of the Flower Moon is on... Five bucks, but I'd rather just not do that. 
dude, Killers of the Flower Moon's on Apple TV now, and I was so excited. I thought it was just going to be on Apple TV, but it's not. It's $25, or you can rent it for 20 Wait, what is it? Killers of the Flower Moon. Oh, it's, I want to see that so bad. So dude. bad. Dude, I've read the book, and the book is banging. It's, like, probably my favorite book. Really? Top two. No, top three. Top three books for me. And all time. Yeah. And it's apparently a banger. And I really want to see it, but it's now I'm like now I gotta pay twenty five bucks to buy it. DiCaprio's in that, right? Yes. Dude, apparently it's one of his best and apparently it's one of Scorsese's best, and apparently it's really heckin' good. Did you say it's on Apple TV, or you said it's on there, but you gotta pay twenty five bucks? You gotta pay. Tw- you have to have Apple TV, but you also have to pay twenty five bucks to buy it, or you can rent it for twenty. And I'll wait another month and rent it for five when it's out of theaters. It's is it out of theaters or is it still? Because if it's, I think theater, it's. Still yeah, I don't have. We don't have time for that. And, like, if Lex and I were like, yeah, we, we got a sitter so we can leave the baby, let's go on a date. We're not going to go to the movies. No. And it's a long one, bro. She's not even making it through the whole thing. No shot. <laughs> we're going to we're gonna watch it together one night, like, after the baby goes to bed. But she literally was like, dude, we're going to have to watch this in, like, two, like, hour and a half two, increments. Two to three sessions, yeah. Um, and I'm like, yeah, that's cool. But here's the thing. Like, I know she's going to fall asleep so quickly oh so okay so we had a date night not too long ago we we pulled the uh sofa out of the or the bed yeah wait what's it called the the couch out of the sofa uh no the bed out of the sofa (laughs) (laughs) uh we pulled the bed out and we're like all right we're gonna sleep out here um have a little date night um we watched the matt rife stand-up that he got a bunch of like flashback for and yeah so she fell asleep like 10 minutes in you did all that just for her to fall asleep (laughs) oh dude knew it was coming always does not surprised (laughs) but i was like whatever dude i'll watch it um she likes him she i almost got her tickets to see him in ac for her birthday um but she was like no like it's fine i kind of don't really want to um and then I was like, I was like, I wasn't a big fan of him. I was like, dude, he's just yeah, like, I'm not either. He's just like some like hot dude that all these chicks like. So he's famous on like TikTok and Instagram. That's how he like gets into the algorithm and shit like that. And like, right. that's a hundred percent true. But um, he's also like actually a comedian. Like he's like been doing stand up from his entire life. Um, he's I saw he was on Chicks in the Office. And um, Lex watches that, you know, periodically. I don't think she's ever watched actually like more than ten minutes because of the baby, but it was on. And uh, he was just talking. He was like, "Yeah." He was like, "Honestly, most guys come to my shows reluctantly. Like they just come because their girlfriend wants to see me because I'm hot and they see me on Instagram." He was like, "And then they leave bigger fans than them because like my comedy is like for like the boys, like." honestly oh i don't and know about that bud <laughs> some of it is um but like i like i can see where he's coming from um 
but I was just like, that's interesting. Um, but I don't know. I, I thought I thought he was he was an interesting cat. He was on. Uh, do you know who Jordan B. Peterson is? Uh, is that the the blonde chick? Nah, nah, nah. It's like oh, this wait, old no. yeah, old you know, philosopher the dude. Old guy. Yeah, he's been on Joe Rogan a few times, right? Yep. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um Matt Rife went on his show, which I thought was super interesting. Um, and they were shooting the shit. I didn't watch the whole the whole thing, but I watched like a half hour of it and I was like Interesting cat. I just he, he, the whole thing. Uh he was uh he he was on Jordan's like podcast. I didn't see the whole thing, but I watched like half of it. Um and th- there was one part he was talking about, he was like all the all the people that hate him right now because he made this joke about like domestic abuse um about, like somebody saw, like hitting saw, a woman or whatever I saw, like the clip of it on tiktok yeah i figured um and so he's like dude like okay maybe like a few dozen thousand people hate me <clears throat> okay bro there's like eight billion people in the world and he's like, honestly, I probably wouldn't even like really vibe with those people in real life anyway. Like, I wouldn't want to hang out with those people. So why would I care if they hate me or not? And yeah. I was like, I was like, yeah, that's a good point. Where like a lot of people like get all that hate and are like, it like eats them up. You know what I mean? Or like they succumb to it and they like feel like they have to change. Yeah, and I I saw who was it? Um, do you know? Oh, Austin actually talked to dude. It was so weird. So in in our group chat, remember how he was like, yeah, I think it was uh, what's his name who like kind of called out Matt Reif like unironically. I literally saw the video he was talking about like three hours after he said that, and he he made a good point. He was like, comedy is like it's an art because you're supposed to say things that you know are sensitive and aren't like you know politically correct or whatever, but you have to make it funny. Because if it's not funny, then you're just offending people. But like, if you do make it funny, then people can see like, oh, well, that that that's like a really good joke. And he was like, somebody who's a fucking master of that is Bill Burr. He's like, if Bill Burr wasn't a comedian but was out walking the streets spewing what he talks about, people would cancel him like it was his job, dude. Yeah. And I was like, that's a really good point. Like, he was like, go on TikTok and just start spewing shit, and people like, you know, they get like booed off stage or whatever. It's like. Not everybody can do that, dude. You just have to make the topics that are worth talking about and, like, you know that people are going to get, you know, upset about and sensitive to. You have to make them, like, it's almost like being, like, a genius writer or something. You have to find that spin that you're going to put on it that everybody's going to find funny. You can't just have, like, a few people laugh and then, like, upset a bunch of people because that's just being a troll. I was like, oh, it's Anthony Jesseling, if you know who that is. Mm Mm-mm. He's like a super dark comedian. He's a stand-up comedian, but his comedy style is like super dark. And he just does like one-liners and stuff. He's hilarious. But he's like, you know, he makes like dead baby jokes and shit. Okay. So he knows what he's talking about when it comes to like, you know, kind of like teetering on Towing that line. that line. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I watched... That bit was a struggle for me because I'm getting absolutely demolished by the Zen right now. Oh, boy. What does that feel coming? like when you get demolished by a Zen? Uh, like, describe that feeling, because I, I wouldn't, I don't know. It's like a little bit of heat, like, in your throat, 
Okay. Just the flavor, like especially when you talk, you're creating a lot more saliva, so it's like and just right. intensifying it. So it's like heat in your throat, a little bit of heaviness in your chest because you're like trying to like it's not not like a shortness of breath, but it's just like you can feel like the saliva going down your throat and kind of just settles in your thing. And that's what creates the hiccups, especially after you eat when your stomach is full. And it's okay. just like it's a good it's, it's so weird. it's like getting a tattoo, dude. It's like painful Interesting. not painful. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> I'm getting my <laughs> shit wrong. <laughs> Holy shit, dude. Yeah, uh the, the <laughs> Oh man. <laughs> Dude, I always Daddy. underestimate how hard it is to zen and pod at the same time. Because if I'm just sitting here chilling playing Xbox, I can pop one in and nothing happens because I'm not talking. But when I start, I'm just fucking spitting everywhere, <laughs> dude. I'm a mess, bro. This kid's a mess, bro. When I start fucking talking and start becoming a yapaholic, that's when it starts fucking hitting like a, like a bitch, dude. Holy shit. So what were we talking about? Oh, um, Anthony Jusselink, comedy. Oh yeah, yeah. So anyway, I watched uh I watched all the Matt Rife stand up. I thought it was pretty good, honestly. Um it got a few good chuckles out of me, like legitimate chuckles, and honestly, like I don't laugh that much. Like I don't actually laugh anymore. Like yeah. from, uh, from It's so <laughs> dark. <laughs> like if I like No like like if I'm talking to you or the boys or something, you know what I mean? But like that's different. Yeah. Like if I'm watching something on TV that's like a comedy that's made to make me laugh, and when I actually go like, <laughs> like that doesn't happen very often. If it's like a TV Rick show or a movie or something, it? every now and again, yeah. But like Rick's yeah. funny, dude, and like yeah. the fact that like I know that like the Matt Rife stand up, like I probably did that like four times over the course of an hour and change. Like it's pretty, I, you know, that's, I, that's pretty solid, dude. And yeah. it's not like that's not something where like I have like any bias. I'm just like I don't know, like. Kids well, decent. I'll see if he's thing, any good. The thing with stand-up comedy, too, is, like, have you ever been to an actual show? Yeah, yeah, I went to one not too long ago with Cassandra. It was, it was good. It, I've been to a handful. You laugh a lot harder when you're actually there. And I think it's because you're, like, kind of inside the vibe of the room. Like, everybody's there to laugh, and it's like it just makes the jokes funnier, you know what I mean? So I get I that. If you're, you have to be in the mood for it, is what I'm saying. Yeah, like, I was also just, like, zooted off edibles. <laughs> yeah, that'll do it. That, that's either going to intensify your giggles like crazy or just fucking you're just gonna you know what i mean it was edibles and it was a two drink minimum per person and it was the fucking tall johns um so i was like all right so i'll take two coronas i'll have my edible cassandra's driving she's only gonna have one let me get a third <laughs> call it a night baby not bad sorry for interrupting you, you like a cunt did you ever no you're good did you ever watch that was the, strong uh, Andrew Santino stand up on Netflix? No, I want to. That one you need to watch. He, that one had me he, hollering. He has like a pretty polarizing fan base where like I don't know actually. I don't know if he has any like super strong fans. Like I know he has like a lot like a lot of like fans and like a lot of people are like, yeah, I don't know anyone's like, oh dude, I love Andrew Santino. You know what I mean? He's still kind of but, like coming up, but like he's not he hasn't reached like his silver peak yet, which I think oh, he's like no. well on his way. You think so? Yeah, him and Shane Gillis. Like, I think Shane Gillis right now is like Shane Gillis is so funny. His, did you see his new stand up on? Netflix? No. Oh, dude, those are your next two. You got to watch. Do Shane Gillis first. Okay. Like his, his is like way more <clears throat> popular right now. And I think Andrew Santino's came out a little bit longer ago. 
but uh, Andrew Santino is, I think it's called Cheeseburger, and he kind of starts off, you know, with the usual, like, like I don't know, like, the usual way they start, but he kind of, like, almost like Rick and Morty, how they, like, rap, like, their jokes come full circle. His whole stand right. comes full circle. And it's, yes. it's an awesome, it's an awesome display of, like, artistic ability, and also, like, he's just fucking hilarious, dude. But he has another one, like, an older one from 2017 that I found on Amazon Prime the other night when I was just, like, in bed searching for shit, and I was like, ooh, I gotta watch that when I have, like, I'm actually gonna pay attention to it, because he's one of those comedians that, like, really knows his shit and knows, like, how to deliver jokes well. And, uh, yeah. I'm excited to watch that one. Shane Gillis right now, hands down, my favorite comedian, dude. Shane Gillis is hilarious, bro. Like, you see his podcast clips and stuff on Instagram and TikTok, but when you see like a full show of his, he has one on YouTube that's really good too. If you want to start with that, but his okay. latest one is hilarious. He's the one that has like family that has Down syndrome, right? Where the chi, Danny? Have you seen, have you seen <laughs> dude, that bit? <laughs> his yes, dude. His Down syndrome bits are hilarious and like they're spot on. Yeah, yeah. Just, dude, yeah, I saw this video of this Eagles fan um, in front of the, he was standing in front of his TV last night, and he was like, what kind of shoes does Jason Kelsey wear to the football game? And he just goes, hiking shoes. And it was like, you know, it was, it, this kid obviously has some sort of, like, Down syndrome or whatever. And it was yeah. a funny joke, like, it was good, but I clicked into the comments, and the first comment was just like, this kid definitely makes grilled cheese late at night. <laughs> I was like, yo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. Shane Gillis is the type of... And he has a few, like, skit shows, I think, that he did on YouTube, too. But, like, dude, you could take his whole stand-up set and just chop it up into, like, clips and stuff. And he's going to be all over, like, TikTok and Instagram and stuff. It's just so good. He also does a crazy nice Donald Trump impression. This Trump impression is hilarious, dude. What do you think of Burt Kreischer? Uh, I've never really. Did you watch the bear? The bear? Yeah. Like the TV show? No, it's a movie. Oh, is that the one you're telling me about with like the Russian spy or whatever? Yes, 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 yes. I haven't. I haven't yet. It's good. I. You need to. I. I think I would like Brett, Burt Kreischer, but I think his whole, like, his whole bit where he just, like, does all of his stand-up with his shirt off is, like, I don't know. It kind of, it kind of like, put me off a little bit because I'm like, dude, you're just doing, like, the fat, funny fat guy, like, scheme. I don't know. Just, like. You I'm gotta sure watch like the bear. It. Yeah. I'm sure it's, he's funnier to me, like, if he was in a movie like that, like, I would find him funnier, but, like, his stand-up just, like, never caught my eye. I was never, like. A super like oh Burt Kreischer new stand up yeah yeah no I feel that I feel that I think he's funny in what I've seen him in which is like Instagram clips yeah <laughs> so like that's that's always good and like yeah. in like podcast form for the most part like not as much even like his stand up um yeah. so like and I've seen the bear and I like that that was I thought that was really funny um have you ever seen the so. bear show. Like on Hulu? No, but it looks good, and I'm I really, really kind of want to good, actually. Dude. I was always like, oh, it's a show about cooking. I'm good, but then when Maggie's sister was, well, here, it's not a show about cooking. 
I mean, it basically is. It's about running a restaurant and stuff and cooking. I feel like it's about like the grind and the lifestyle. It is. It definitely is. But a lot. It's like a lot of it is like. I mean, the main basis of it is like about cooking and like you know becoming. I'm, a chef. I'm over here arguing with you, and I haven't even seen it. <laughs> it's it's dude highly recommend Maggie and I. Or, I I like the it. main so character. Good. Yeah, I like him as an actor too. He's in a lot of good stuff. Yeah, he's in Shameless. Um, yeah. I like him in that. Yeah, and he just plays that character really well. Like, yes, the kid from Chicago who's like grinding and kind of yep. poor and like a fucked up family. Yep. Yeah, the gritty that kid. Show, that show is bomb. I'm gonna Once do what it takes. Like the first two episodes of season one, dude. We finished the season. We finished the whole series. I mean, there's only two seasons out now. I think the third uh, season is like in coming up, like next year or whatever. But. It's we good. need. Really Lex was just saying we need something long for the next baby that we have, that we can watch. Because this one we watched uh, the show called Suits. Yeah, and that was a banger, but it was mad long. And Lex was like, "We need like a Suits for our next baby." Yeah, the All bear right. you'll fly through in like probably two or three. A weeks. couple weeks. Yeah, that's not going to do it. it. Takes no. a lot longer to raise a baby. Um. I know you don't, like, keep up with Marvel that much, but Jonathan Majors, did you see what happened with him? No, I don't even know who that is. He's the guy that plays uh, Kang and in the Marvel, the upcoming Marvel movie. He's, like, the main villain in the new Marvel art. He just I don't even fired. know who Kang is. Dude, if you searched him, you'd know, you'd know him by face. You think so? Yeah, maybe. Okay. He's pretty Let famous. me see. Mr. Kang. Mr. Kang, episode one, two mix. Or type in Kang the Conqueror. No, I'm just kidding. Kang the Conqueror. His name's Jonathan Majors. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen this bull. Yep, 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 yeah. yep. He, uh, he He's just like the evil version Marvel. of the Hulk. So that's his, that's his color scheme. Why'd he get fired? <laughs> yeah. Um, Apparently he had some, like, assault. Not sexual assault, but like assault and battery charge, and he got he was found guilty of it. Which I don't know the details of it. I I haven't like looked into the case, but he got found guilty of it, and Marvel just fired him, which is tough because they're in the middle of like their second like arc, so they're gonna have to either find someone to replace him. Which I think John Boyega uh, from Star Wars would do a good job because they kind of look alike, and I think he would fit that role well. Or they're talking about I've I've seen some people talking about making Doctor Doom just like kind of making Doctor Doom like the new arc villain, which would be cool. But it sucks, dude, because they're gonna have to push back so many release dates now because they gotta like refilm shit and figure out like yeah. the story and Yeah. The whole the writer strike too really just put everything on fucking on hold, which kinda sucks. But um Oh dude, I was telling you in Austin earlier today about that show what we do in the shadows yeah dude give that a watch that will have what we do in the shadows that's on hulu yeah it's about this uh this house of vampires that live in staten island and it's like it's documentary style so it's a parody documentary so it's filmed like the office where they're like aware of like the camera crew and stuff right right and um they live in staten island and they're kind of just like an outcast group of vampires that live like by the historical vampire ways like they're they all dress like they're from like 1400s and like they kind of talk like old school and stuff and they're just like in modern day staten island living in this old old house 
and they have these um people each vampire has a uh like a regular human um known as their uh what are they called similar i think they're called or familiar that's what they're called and they're like uh, the vampire like a slave to the vampire that they're assigned to and the main guy has um you know the movie project x yeah you know the like fat chubby kid from that movie with the glasses and black curly hair i do he's the familiar for uh the main character oh. in this and it's so funny dude it is so funny it's just kind of like this like goofy got kid who wants to become a vampire but like he's been enslaved to this vampire for 10 years and he won't make him a vampire because he's just like looked down upon and stuff and then there's this other guy named colin who's an energy vampire so he's not technically like a bloodthirsty vampire he's just one of those guys you know that like each corporate office has that comes and talks your ear off and like kind of just bores you to death and he feeds off of like sucking your, the energy out of you it's so funny dude it's so good i showed andy it, and uh andy's like super into it now but All apparently right. the show got super big there's like five seasons of it out now so there's a lot of it to watch but the show got so popular and so big that they've just been adding to the cast. So now they got like all these A-list celebrities to join in on the show, and like the next few seasons are going to have like a lot of like big names in it. So I'm excited for that. But dude, it's so it's so good. It'll make you chuckle for sure. Is it animated? No, it's a real show. It's like live action. Yeah. Yep. But it's so funny. There's this one. There's this one thing that they do. Like you know how vampires can turn into bats. So whenever yep. they're in like a sticky situation or like a, a situation that they want to get out of, this one guy's name's Laszlo, who's kind of like an idiot. He's just like is there like always finding himself in like fucked up situations or is like stupid situations. So he'll just be like walking and he'll just go bat and turns into a bat and just like flies away. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Like him and his wife, who's like, uh, they live in the house together. This one part, they're like walking through the park, and these two, like, um, this college uh, couple, like, walk past him. They're like, go back to where you came from, you fucking freaks. And then they're like, walk past him. He's like, should we go feast? And they're like, yeah, yeah, let's go feast on him. So they turn around and just like pull this guy up, fucking feast on him, and drop his dead body down. And then they come back and they're like, got blood all over their mouths, and they're walking back home. and. Laszlo's like, I don't know why, but I'm sexually turned on right now. Should we go home and do the dirty? And his wife is like, Yes, yes, let's let's enjoy our walk home now. And he's like, Why would we walk? We can turn into bats. And he turns into a bat. It's so it's so fucking stupid, but so funny, dude. It is the Johnny humor found. Uh, and I, in I've in, seen, in like, TV show form, yeah, it's an FX show, dude. So it's like the same same company that made like uh, Atlanta and stuff like that. So they're putting out mm-hmm. bangers. And I'd seen so many ads for it, and like I kind of knew what it was, but I didn't know it was a comedy. So I was like, oh, I don't want to watch this vampire show. Like, I'm sure it's good, but like not for me. And then my manager was like, Have you ever heard of What We Do in the Shadows? I was like, No. He's like, Just give it a shot. Like, it's really funny. So like randomly one night I put it on and sucked in immediately, dude. It's so funny. <clears throat> all right that i'll check it out get, that one will get you and lex through like that that's a lot of like episodes are only 30 minutes but there's so many of them now that you can take your time watching it yeah yeah and sometimes 30 minutes is good because it's like 
Alright, like, I don't have time to do a whole, like, 45-minute to an hour episode. Yeah, yeah, you can bang out, like, one or two episodes in a night if you wanted to. <clears throat> How about them birds? I knew you were gonna, like, wake up and see the text message exchange between me and Austin in our group chat that we had last night. I was, dude, I was fired up after the loss last night, dude. Yeah? It's tough. I have so many, like, I don't know, dude. We're just not the same. Like, obviously, our defense is terrible now. So bad. Even when the Eagles were bad, we still always had a pretty decent defense, dude. 29th pass defense in the league. Yeah. You know what they were last year? Like third, right? Um, They were actually one. Dude, and that's just a that's just a case of like losing our defensive coordinator and offensive coordinator too. Because so Brian yeah. Johnson play calling is atrocious, dude. And I don't know about you, but like I've I've been seeing. I mean, obviously, like all Eagles fans have been seeing Jalen Hurts just like airing the ball out a lot more this year, and I hate it, dude. He did it last year too, though, but like it worked. It worked because the play calling beforehand, before those plays were called, was were set up for that. Now it's like, dude, last night when there was, you know, 30 seconds left in the game and all we needed yeah. was 15 yards to get into field goal range and it's like second down. And I just see Jalen heave it up and I'm like, dude, what are you doing, bro? Like, I get if the plays, if that play is called, then Brian Johnson needs to be fired. But even if that play is called, like, I don't know if you saw the screenshot, but he had Kenny Gainwell wide open. Five yards out with like thirty yards in front of them to get, and they had timeouts too. They had two more timeouts left, dude. Yep. It's like you you see our you see Jake Elliott fucking big dick it and kick a sixty one yard field goal against the the Bills in the fucking shitty rain weather. You know he has that in his bag. Why are we not trying to tie that game and go into overtime? If we go into overtime, I'm confident that we win that game. And here's the thing: even if you even if that pass to AJ Brown's complete, like the odds of you getting in the end zone are still pretty low. Like you were still probably getting a field goal there. You had six seconds left. You gonna take a shot at the end zone? No. Like I get if you're trying to make it like a more manageable kick for for Elliott, but dude, you go 15 yards on that play, right? Call timeout. Still got you know seven to eight seconds left, 13 seconds left, however long it was. Do another 10 yard. 10 yard out dude call your final timeout and set up the kick i don't i just i don't understand how it's so easy to see from somebody sitting on their couch watching the game like make that call and that's just not what the eagles do like how do you not do that i don't understand that dude how do you not try and get that kick or set up for a kick and try and take that game to overtime that well, maybe that's what they wanted to do but jalen hurt said i'm going for glory i'm going to aj brown deep Dude, that hasn't worked all year, bro. You've fucking thrown 12 picks on shit like that. Like, it's not like yeah, he's we, got... we have the Chiefs problem where our receivers are, yeah. you know, hitting them in the hands and fumbling it and going off for an interception like that. He's throwing bad interceptions. He is. He's got twice as many turnovers as he did last year. And he, like, last year he made all the right decisions. And this year he's just, like, just heaving not. the ball up with the fucking prayer. And, like, that's literally it. And it's just, like, a prayer Until, and not like, answer. triple coverage, dude. And then yeah. on top of that, like, I get we only had six seconds left after that. But on top of that, that wasn't an interception, dude. His foot wasn't right. down. It, Which I get, right. that's, like, nitpicking. It's, like, not to say, like, oh, well, you still would have lost. Like, you don't know. Like, how are you going to let that be the determinate, determinating factor of the game? Like, his foot wasn't down. Yeah. 
No, it, it know, wasn't. I get it has to be clear and obvious, but like, dude, that's it pretty, looked pretty clear and obvious. Clear I didn't see a single fucking black pebble pop up. No, dude, and that's no. usually and what happens when a foot well, hits the ground in the and turf. You can see, like, you know, his foot bounced up. If his foot hit the turf, it would have some sort it of recoil coming up. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The change of fucking movement. There's none of that. It's very smooth. Yeah, it's like a Nike like, swoosh. It looks as if a foot that didn't hit the ground. While he was That's what ground. it looks like. That it looks like a foot that never touched the ground. Yeah, dude. And after that happened, I was like, I saw that, and I was like, there was one angle where it showed that, like from the backside. I'm like, oh, he got his foot down. Like that's it, game over. But then they showed another angle, and it was the one that I sent you guys. I was like, yeah, his foot's not down, dude. That's not an interception. And it just comes back, and it's like the place the call stands. Blah blah blah. And at that point, dude, I was just like, bro, I've seen too many fucking games. Eagles or See, not, that's the thing. Determined by shit like that. I'm like so over it. Yeah, dude, the, the league is so rigged and like the league is so against Philly. It's obvious like the the way our schedule was set up, like we got we get our bye week is like, "All right, nice. So you have your bye week like whoever you get after your bye week, like that's that's like you have an advantage because you're coming off, you know, you get two weeks, you get a week rest, right? So you get two weeks to prepare. Nope. After, after our bye week, we get Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. And then we go, and then we go, oh yeah, after, off of their bye. So they're also getting, like, you know, two weeks to prepare. And then we play the Bills. And then we go to overtime with them. Shit ton of snaps against Josh Allen and the Bills. That's tough. And then we play the Niners. When we play the Niners, they played on Thanksgiving. So they're coming off 10 days rest. And then we play the Cowboys. But the Cowboys played the Thursday before. So they're coming off 10 days rest. And they have, like, the third easiest schedule in the league, dude. Yeah. It's just... And then, on top of that, like, we played three games in 13 days, I think it was, during that stretch. Yeah. So, it's, it's like, like... Get piped, kids. Get piped. And not even coming from... And it's just, just like, obvious. Dude, my boy, Austin, when they called that false start on uh, Jason Kelsey... Kelsey? My, yeah, my boy, Austin, literally texted in the group. He was like, all right put all your money on Seattle money line. Like Jason Kelsey literally didn't even move. They just called a false start for shits and giggles. Like this game's obviously rigged. Yeah. And guess what came out to be true, dude. Yeah. I ended up making money on the books, so I'm not mad. It's not even like that. I'm an Eagles fan bitching about the league being against the Eagles, which is still, you could still put a case for that. Like there's, but they are. Yeah. Yeah, they are. But at the same time, like, Dude, I'm sitting there watching Red Zone, watching multiple games a week get determined by call. Like, dude, the game on Sunday night, the Ravens and uh, Jags game, there was a, yeah. a play. I don't know if you stayed up for it, but there was a play. Nope. I was watching it because I needed Calvin Ridley and Evan Ingram to pop for my Orchids' chances to stay alive. Calvin Ridley caught a pass in the back of the end zone, bobbled it a little bit, and then went out the back. And I was like, oh, that might not be – that's probably not a touchdown because, like, he looked like he was out. But then they slowed it down. It went to challenge, and you know how they bring in like the play an- the call analyst to be like, yeah, "Yeah, what do you think?" He was like, "Dude, that's a clear and obvious touchdown." He said it like four times. He's like, "This is clear and obvious. This is going to be reversed. This is a touchdown. Call stands, not a touchdown." And the analyst was like, "Yeah, I don't agree with that at all. Like, I completely disagree. That is a clear and obvious touchdown. I don't know how that doesn't get called." And I'm just like, "Dude, what are we doing here? Like." Everybody and their mother can see that that's a touchdown. Why are the people yeah, that's in New York, tough where it's your job to make these calls, are getting them wrong still? 
You're, the whole how point much did you lose by in orchids, dude? Probably like five points, maybe. Oh my goodness! I had, dude. I would. That's a win. That, if that's a touchdown, that's a win. Yes, and the fact that like I had Tyreek not playing, like the one week yeah. he doesn't play all year, he's out. Yeah, I had Jerick McKinnon and Edward Solaire on my bench. They both pop. But like, I'm not gonna play both of them. You know what I mean? I mean, I could have played one of them. Yeah. But my other options were Reese Hall, who got shit on by the uh, the Dolphins. Um, and then I had Gibson, Antonio Gibson, who was getting all the should have gotten the full workload because Brian Robinson was out. Ends up getting four carries because of game strip. And it's like, dude, I was just, I was so mad. I was like, bro, the fact that I can score like more, I, I'm the sixth seed. I have the third most points in the league, which is kind of annoying because it's like. You know, I just run into shit where I'm losing games because of shit like injuries, and I'm just like unfortunate starts it, which is my fault. Like, obviously, I'm a you're a manager, you got to put in the right guys, but like, yeah, Tyreek's not playing murdered me. I should have beat Journey yeah. by like 35 points, dude, and it just fucking all went downhill. And I was pissed from that. And then on top of that, the birds go out the way they, that they did and don't take the division lead from the, the Cowboys. And I'm just they like, should that, have. There was literally like 10 minutes last night where and i well johnny i've got some good news for you what's that the eagles fortunately still control their own destiny yeah if we win out we win the we win the we win the nfc east yes win out and you win the east we got the giants twice in three games so it's giants cardinals giants that's how we finish the year yeah, I mean, that's, um, that's so let's nice, look at I still don't feel great. Our predictions, our preseason predictions. All right. Um, we were both even, I think, through the bye week. I think we were even because, well, let's see, we both got the Jets game wrong. And then I said we were going to lose to the Cowboys, but we didn't. So I got that one wrong. And then you said we were going to lose to the Chiefs, but we didn't. So you got that one wrong. So we're even through the Chiefs game. We picked the Bills the same. We both picked a win. I picked a win against the Niners. You picked a loss. We both picked wins against the Cowboys. I picked a loss against the Seahawks. You picked a win. So, like, still even because of the Niners and the Seahawks game split. So, and we're both the same the rest of the way. We both went win-win-loss. We picked a loss the last week of the year. Yeah, that's tough. You get the Giants, you get a division opponent twice in three weeks? Twice in three weeks, yeah, I guess you're right. But now we can't lose that game. Right, so now it's like, all right, we better fucking go ball the fuck out. And literally just run it down your throats. What you said earlier about how, like, last year what we did set up those deep balls, that's so true. Because we were running the ball down people's throats. And then it – so then they were stuffing the box. And then that gives us A.J. Brown one-on-one on the outside. Yeah, of course it's going to work. But not when you're – it's one-on-one. But then there's he has safety cover as well because right. they're not stacking the box anymore because you can't run the ball. Um, So – I just don't know why we got away from the run, too. Like, what was the point of that, dude? Like, Yeah, I don't know. Why are we trying to fix something that's not broken? Because, Johnny, obviously, bro, we wanted to look better. And, dude, the fucking, like, third and nine, second and long play calling when it's like, all right, we're just going to dump it off. And it's like, bro, what are we doing? Like, 
what was it? I think it was we were. I think it might have been after Jason Kelsey's false start last night, and we called like a run play when it was like third and I want to say like seven or eight. Yeah, I'm like, dude, why are we not taking a shot at the end zone there? All right, I'm I'm fine if we take a shot at the end zone and don't get it and kick a field goal, but it's like doing a fucking halfback toss or running it up the middle on third and nine when you're in the red zone and like an eight yard completion away from scoring and you're just running it tells me that you're just giving up and being okay with just taking three points because yeah our run game's good when it's working but like that's the time when we should be throwing the ball and even then Jalen takes a fucking shotgun formation dude and doesn't see anything I still feel better about him taking like a quarterback draw or something or he you know quick read nothing's there take off I feel better about yep. that than immediately coming off the snap and just handing it to DeAndre Swift from eight yards out. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I feel like a, like a good running back would be so nice, but, like, how greedy do we have to be? We already have, you know, Jalen Hurts, DeAndre Swift, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, Jason Kelsey, Lane Johnson, like, Jordan Mailata. Yeah. And Landon Dickerson, who's honestly, like, one of the best, like, graded guards in the league. Pro Pro Bowl guard last year, wasn't he? Yeah. (laughs) Mylotta's, like, the top-rated tackle in the league. Yeah, we have the weapons there. It's just we're not utilizing them in the correct way. And it's because Brian Johnson. It's annoying, too, because, you know, you hear, oh, well, Jalen fucking called for the Eagles to hire Brian Johnson because he worked with him in high school and he knows him so well. But it's like. Yeah. He must not know you that well because he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Yep. Doesn't know what you're good at. Low key, I'm kind of getting tired of AJ Brown too. Um, it's he's amazing, dude. He's so good. Like, I love when he's balling, but when he's not, he's just like always bitching. And uh, I agree. Like right, like he's he. You see him on the sideline giving like Jalen Hurts a hard time. Like you can just have a regular conversation with him, bro. Like at this point, like I feel like it's bro, just fucking gonna, so dramatic. Like it's so so theatrical. Yeah, and then also I, I dude, I got a Bleacher Report notification. I think it was today, and it was like. Man, like they're always like blaming, like nobody gets blamed for more shit than me or something like that. And it's just like, what are you bitching about, dude? Who's blaming yeah. you for what, bro? No, there's not a single Eagles fan I know that is like, yeah, AJ Brown. We lost because of AJ Brown. Maybe last week because of like his fumble, but then Devonta Smith also fumbled untimely fumble. Like it's just a team thing, dude. It's not. Yeah. You know, it's it's so frustrating too because it's like, where's the? I feel like the only person that has accountability is Jalen Hurts and Devonta Smith, and even then, Devonta Smith is never like the reason for anything. Like he had that one fumble last week, but other than that, I can't think of a single time this year where it's like, damn, like there was one game he had he he had he had one like bad game. I feel like where like he wasn't catching shit, like things were hitting his hands, and he was. Which is gonna happen, dude. Like that'll happen once or twice a season. But at the same time, like to lose like that, and then the other thing that pisses me off is when the last three weeks we've lost, and then the post game presser is Jalen Hurts just like talking in Instagram captions where he's like, "We control our destiny. We've got to be." I'm like, dude, you've been saying that for three weeks. Like, yeah, and this week he said uh, that they're he doesn't think that they're committed enough. 
That's good to hear. How is that? An, how is that an issue in week fifteen, dude? Yeah. What? What do you mean you're not committed? Ah, I don't know if this is the year, bro. I'm not really sure. I'm trying to. I'm trying to go win it all this year. Yeah. You remember the eleven and zero Steelers from like two years ago? That were frauds. Big vi- big vibes of them this year with the with the birds, dude. I don't think so as much. I mean, when you look at our point differential, certainly it's only plus 18. That's horrific. If you look at the Niners, they're like plus 191. The Cowboys are like plus 100-something. Like, all the good teams with records like this are like plus many points, and the Eagles are plus 18. Yeah, I think we were catching a lot of breaks early on in the season, and a lot of things went our way, and that's just not happening anymore, and they're kind of getting exposed to the team that they are. Yeah, and, you know, getting a little bit hit by the injury bug. Like, you know, we were fortunate last year with our health. Um, so this year, you know, those injuries are coming. That's a bummer. Yeah, I uh, I don't know, dude. We'll see how these next three weeks go, but I've lost a lot of faith in this team this year. Like, five weeks ago, I was like, oh, this team's going to the Super Bowl, and I don't have any ounce of that left in me. Yeah. It's mostly because of the defense. Like, to be honest, I don't know that the offense got that much worse. Like, yeah, the offense was better last year, but it was mostly the defense was, like, significantly better. And, like, the defense had a lot more takeaways last year, which led to the offense having shorter fields and stuff like that, right? So it's like that that defense turning into offense, I think, is kind of what some of what we're missing this year, plus just so many turnovers this year, dude. Way more turnovers, way less takeovers, and the turnover battle is like the number one predictor of if you're going to win or lose a game. So, right, yeah, Jalen Hurts can, you know, cut down on the turnovers, and our defense can make a few plays, dude. Like that's all it takes is one or two big plays from the defense. Like I remember last year, like Hassan Reddick was going off, dude. We were scoring a lot more points from the Hassan defense. Hassan Reddick, I think, has had a good season this year too. All over as much, and it's. it's all it takes is like, like our offense will be fine as long as the defense does its job, and they just haven't. No, they haven't. Reddick's had a few big moments to like close out games defensively. Like for a while there, it was like dude, like three, three or four weeks, like back to back, he was like, In a row, yeah. he was the one making like the third or fourth or third and fourth down stops, like when we needed them late in the fourth, like at the end of the right. game. So that was nice to see. Um, he's a beast, dude. I, I'm a big fan of Hassan Reddick. Yeah, I saw his Kelly Green jersey when we were in the Eagle shop, and I was like, whoa, that one is Ooh, sexy. That would be a nice cop. Yeah, I, I got the Kelly Jason Kelsey Green. Kelly Green, though. I like. I wanted to go that way because, like, dude, he's, he's it's one of his last year, so might as well get the Kelly G's. The KG's. Now he doesn't like the Kelly Greens, and I've been fucking busting her nuts over it for a while now. Um, now that you're back and we're, you know, we're not lagging anymore and I'm, we're kind of tired about talking about these Eagles that are a bit disappointing, but I'm still hopeful for the futures when the East get a good matchup in the playoffs, right? Like whoever wins the East is going to play the worst seed in the playoffs because the Niners are going to get the number one and they're going to be on by. Yeah, my dude. My only concern, I mean, this isn't even a concern, like, it's going to happen if we get to a point where we're going to have to play the Niners. I have no faith in beating the 49ers, dude. Not a fucking lick. No. I mean, 
unless which I'm not rooting for this by any means, but if they, you know, go down with a few injuries. The only games players, that they really maybe. lost this year were when Trent Williams was hurt and yeah. Debo. I think they were both and hurt Debo. at the same time. Yeah. Um I think Trent Williams is a fucking beast for them, so yeah, if they stay healthy, they're super hard to beat. Probably the best. I mean, that's what it was on uh, Get Up today on ESPN. It was like, who are the contenders to the Niners? Because like they are by far the team to beat. Yeah, who was it? I think Stephen A. was like, we'll find out on Christmas Day or something when they play the Ravens. It's so beat. Um, Stephen A. Well, said what? Oh, you didn't hear it. Stephen A. said, uh, we'll nice. find out. Like, He's out again. We'll this, is, this, this is the... fun. Can you hear me now? Yo. Hey. You got me? Yeah. So, Stephen A. said that we'll find out like who the biggest contender to San Fran is on Christmas Day when they play the Ravens. And I agree with him. I think the Ravens probably are most likely to put up a fight against them. Well, I pu- I put my uh, Super Bowl logo bet in. You know, they say in, like the color of the logo for the past few years predicts the team that's going to be in it. And this year, it's like purple and red, so it's going to be the Ravens and the Niners. I've not heard that theory, but that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. If you go and look back at the last few years, they've had like the colors of the teams that are in it. Um, and I was like, all right. I should have. I've I heard this like the first time like a month or more ago, and I should have just done it then because I know the shit's rigged. Um, especially like when I, dude, when I look at the college football playoff commercials and it's like their whole slogan, their whole thing now is that it's like a story story ever made the story, the greatest story ever played. And it's like, it's not even a game anymore. It's a story that we wrote and scripted. Um, and it's like, they're just like telling you, they're not even hiding it. Um, and yeah, so I I I put some money there because now it's like they're by far the best I think in each division. The Bills look scary good. I think could make a push. They have to win out, but I think they could. Um, and it's like they're like getting hot at the right time. Like ever since they've switched their offensive play caller to Joe Brady, you know what I mean? They've been looking right. really good. Um, so I think they're kind of scary, but yeah. So I, I put a little money on uh the Niners and the Ravens to each win their conference what uh what did you get the odds at was it like juicy the parlay was like the parlay on FanDuel. i think it was like plus 510 diners were like minus 100 to win the nfc yeah. yeah and the ravens were like plus 200 to win the afc something along those lines i could very easily see that being the super bowl matchup dude yeah i mean but the nfl dude, if i would have done that if i would have done that a month ago the nfl did what about being scripted they had a commercial about like remember when all the celebrity that commercial with all the celebrities yep. being like oh you got the script this year like they're not yeah they're yeah really yeah not hiding it dude just to like tease the like the season yeah yep yeah they're like all right it's everybody stupid, knows dude. it everybody I'm, knows it now let's fucking just I lean just, in it's disheartening to see bro because it's like everything is just all about greed and like how they can make the most money and it's like, so what happened to like the entertainment aspect. I've seen some things that's like uh, a couple different things where it's like when you look at refs matchups, there's like a couple different links between certain refs when they either ref the Sixers or when they ref at home for LA games because the Sixers have Crypto.com sponsor on their jersey and the Lakers play at the Crypto.com arena. 
Um, so it's like trying to get like those teams to like do better and like be better in the playoffs and stuff like that. You know what I mean? To make yeah. sure that like crypto.com gets extra sponsorships or like, oh, these guys are like have like a back a backdoor deal with crypto.com to like help promote these teams so that like crypto.com sponsorship like gets is better. You know what I mean? Basically. Yeah. And um it's crazy when you look at the percentage of like times that this team like covered the spread or the time that they win outright. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, 76% or better. It's like wild. Jeez. Um, with, when it's these like certain refs and it's, there's a similar thing for NFL refs when it's like these certain refs have like non primetime games, like these certain ways it's like the over always hits. Um, and they always find ways to like make points to like get on the board. Um, and it's like interesting. That's wild, dude. I sent them to the guys being dudes group chat before. I think. Oh really? Both of them. I have to go back. All right. Actually, I deleted my Instagram, so I'm not gonna be able to go back and look. But maybe you You can. You can text me. That's why I haven't been answering my DMs. You fool. You're in my DMs. I'd be in your DMs, sending you funny shit. Sometimes. Like eighty percent of the time. Um. I, on the other hand, have some apologizing to do. To the Yankees? Not to the Yankees specifically. Well, kind of, but... Mr. Brian Cashman, I don't know if you saw it, but I have recently changed my Twitter name to... I think it was like Brian Cashman is my number one enemy. Brian Cashman's cuckold? (laughs) Might be now. Depends on where (laughs) Yamamoto goes. (laughs) Ah, yeah. Dude, he's been standing on business this offseason, and I feel like I say this every year, but, like, it feels different this year Um, with the trade acquisition of Juan Soto. And we're going yeah. after, we're getting some lefty bats in the lineup. We got Alex Verdugo as our fourth outfielder for when, until Jason Dominguez comes back, and hopefully, you know, May or June. Um, Until Judge gets hurt. That's see, like that's if Judge gets hurt, like I don't know where we're gonna get. I mean, you can't replace Judge. Like you're not gonna be able to replace no. that production if he does get hurt. But like, I think you're so much better now. Where like, okay, if Judge goes down, maybe we can weather that storm. Right, because we've got more lefty bats in the lineup. Where you know, not like pitchers aren't gonna be thrown to five straight righties, and they're not gonna have to change yeah. the game plan at all. Um, I will say it sucks to lose Michael Kane because he was an absolute stud. Like he was starting to blossom into that MLB ready starter with fi- his stuff is filthy, dude. Has one of the nicest sliders. Where is he now? I've ever seen in San Diego. Uh, he was he was the main piece we traded away for Soto. Yeah. Um, but this apparently the Yankees, as of today, I saw a report our front runners to land Yamamoto, which is huge. Um. Which is not dude, small. He's, he's going to be getting north of three hundred million dollars, which is insane for somebody who hasn't thrown off an MLB mound or pitched a single inning in the in the major leagues. Um, that is wild. That's wild. But I've I've gone back and watched a lot of his scouting stuff and read some scouting reports. And you know, last season I I know Brian Cashman was over in Japan scouting him. He was actually there for the no hitter that Yamamoto threw last year, and there's a picture of Brian Cashman standing up above the dugout, like clapping for him while he walks off the mound. So that'll be really cool to look back to if uh, he does 
come back or if, if he does sign with the Yankees apparently because they were saving it for Yamamoto because that's his number, which is a nice okay. gesture. And also pretty sick because I have an 18 jersey from when Didi was the Yankees. So Didi? Like my 18 turns into a Yamamoto jersey, and he's a stud. Like, that's sick. Not mad. Money from buying a new one. Um, and then, dude, we get Yamamoto and then go out and get, like, Jordan Montgomery reunion. Like, they're, they, they've come Ooh. out and said that, you know, if we do land Yamamoto, we're still not out of the, the pitching market. There's Dylan Cease available. There's Jordan Montgomery. Like, we're, we're still going to bolster that. Um, that rotation. Dylan Cease might be a nice addition. He is. He's a strikeout pitcher um, from the White Sox, which is nice. Just got to stay healthy, dude. That's all it is. Because if we go out and get these guys, like the Yankees have always been good at building pitching prospects and having good in-house pitching. But like, since we traded so much pitching away for Verdugo and Soto, dude, if one or two of these guys go down, like we're thin. We are thin. At, at yeah. Pitching. So got to yeah. bolster that. And then, dude, that happens, bro. This is a 2008-2009 uh, offseason all over again from when we got Mark Teixeira and CC and AJ Burnett. Like, the fucking... That's... That, if we if all of this falls into place, dude, I am fully back in on the Evil Empire being back. Brian Cashman had a fire quote the other day where he came out after getting one. Quickest boner I've ever gotten reading that quote. If I can go to a Yankees game next year and there's we got an outfield of Jason Dominguez, Aaron Judge, Juan Soto, Garrett Cole on the mound. Uh, we've got a rising star in Anthony Volpe. I think he's, he had a good rookie season. I think he's only going to get better. Yeah. Dude, that's – I don't, I don't want to say because I don't want to jinx it, but that's like – especially if Soto re-signs with the Yanks long term. That's a good recipe. Of another dynasty, dude. Like, that's a good recipe for a start of another dynasty, and I'm all here. I'm all for it. Yeah. Like, I think if all goes well – this saves Brian Cashman's job. And I didn't think, I thought we were well past that ever being like even a thing. Did I lose you? No, nah, how old is Judge? He is turning 32. So he's he's definitely like, you know, he's getting up there a yeah. little bit. He's got another three, he, three years. He's of, a, yeah, he's uh, a little old to start a dynasty, but well, Juan Soto's well, young, Volpe's young. Soto Yamamoto's young. Piece. Judge yeah. is going to be like the Bernie Williams type of guy for this dynasty, you know, kind of like the matured MLB. Here's the thing, bro. Like, money. even after he's like 35, 36, if he's not really, you know, legging it in the outfield anymore, he's still going to fuck around and hit bombs at Yankee Stadium until he's 42 years old. Yeah, Stanton will be off the books by then, dude. He's Judge immediate DH. Like, fine dude, just that, DH like, every night. His bat speed's not going anywhere until he's at least 38. You know what I mean? That's when bat speed starts to really take its decline. Like, Josh Donaldson 10 years ago, when he, or not 10, but, like, five or six years ago when he was 32 was, was a beast. Look at him now. He's, like, 38 years old, has no bat speed. He's not good. But, like, I think Judge is a bit better than Josh Donaldson, so. I don't know. You got to give more credit to Joshy boy. Nah, dude. Joshy Doms. That's a douche. So glad he's not on the Yankees anymore. But Yamamoto is only 25 years old, dude. So if we can lock right. him up, throw a 10-year, $320 million deal at him with an opt-out after five or six years. To, so, you know, the market's going to go crazy. So after five or six years, he's not going to be making what, like, the average MLB eight-year 
contract type of players making opt out restructure the contract and we're good i mean cole's gonna do that after this year his opt out is after this year so cole's gonna be like listen dude i just won the Cy young i've got another five years on my contract i'm opting out throw me a little bit more money and let's run it and like the yankees aren't gonna say no to that they, they figured that was gonna happen that's why they offered him the opt out but... right right it's uh this is the the best off season so far. I mean, Juan Soto, dude. That, yeah, that's, that's big crazy. time, dude. That's think that's a big him, time addition. Think about him in front of Judge in the lineup, dude. Juan Soto yeah. has the highest walk percentage in the league, so you know he sees pitches well. But even if you put Judge in front of him, like one of these two guys is gonna get pitches to hit all year long if they stay healthy. Juan Soto I think... played in 162 games last year. He he doesn't have that like health concern attached to his name because he's one. 25 years old, like super young, like still very durable. And he's on a Hall of Fame trajectory, dude. Like it's going to be insane having him So so what does the lineup look like? So I watched last night I watched a little Yes Network clip of like they all the analysts did like their lineup projections and the one I liked the most I think was um DJ LeMahieu leadoff because he's just always been a good leadoff hitter and he had a good second half of last year, so I think he's kind of like returning back to his form a little bit. And he's right-handed. And then they had Judge at second, Judge hitting second, because that's just where he's been hitting. You know, he hit 62 home runs hitting second for most of that year. Um, And then Juan Soto. So you got right, right, left. Um, And then you go uh, after Soto at third, you go Anthony Rizzo, lefty four hitter. And then you go Stanton, five. Which take the pressure off of Stanton being in the four hole, throw him in the five is, hole, dude. Like is Stanton a lefty or a righty? He's a righty. So you go right, right, left. Uh, right, right, left. Left, Wait. right. Yeah, left, right, and then Glaber six, who's right, and then Verdugo seven, who's left, and then the catcher. Um, tandem who's we have Austin Wells who's lefty and then Trevino who's righty so you can run that based off of matchup whoever you're playing whatever the yeah. pitcher is throw, yeah. throw the opposite guy in there and then Volpe in the nine spot who um, you know he, he only hit like 206 last year but I, like, I think he's going to get better he's going to have the pressure take a lot of pressure taken off of him like you know he was thrown in as a rookie being like you need to be elite because our team's not good so like, yeah. I think this year for Volpe is going to be a huge grow. Like he's going to grow a lot of the plate this year. Throw him in the nine yeah. spot, dude. That's basically a second leadoff spot. Wrap around. He's fast as fuck. He's going to steal a shit ton of bases. Yep. yep. Like, dude, dude, help Juan Soto. Say? Dude, get his get his eye better. Draw yep. more walks. Exactly, dude. And fucking if Volpe, you know, starts off or comes into like a fucking two week heater where he's hitting the ball like crazy, throw him in the leadoff spot, dude. Yeah, him on base for Juan Soto. Juan Soto takes a walk right after Juan Soto. I mean, you're going to flip two and three between Judge and Soto, depending on the day, but get Volpe on base for Judge or Soto. They're going to get on base or hit one out. And, dude, it's just having Juan Soto in the lineup adds so much to this team offensively. They're going to get pitches to hit. They're going to see shit ton of pitches, and it's like there's no way to go. What, are you going to walk Aaron Judge and Juan Soto back-to-back and then just have Rizzo come up with three men on base's juice or two men on base? No. Like, it's yeah, just going to yeah. open up so much in the lineup, dude, and it's going to be fun as fuck to watch. Not only that, Juan Soto's got his crazy OBP, crazy walk percentage. The dude also hits 40 home runs a year. Right. 
throw the right field short porch at Yankee Stadium into the mix. Oh my for god, I know he's gonna Holy rage. Shit, dude. He's gonna go nuts. He's gonna hit dude, he's forty gonna home runs slot. at Yankee Stadium. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. I mean last year when the Padres were there, he another hit a twenty on the run. road. Dude, he hit a home run like sixteen rows up into the second deck at Yankee Stadium. And I saw that and I wasn't even mad. I was like, that was that was awesome. Like that was this fun man to just watch, crushed to that ball, ball go that far. Yeah. And then, you know, hopefully Giancarlo, like I don't have any faith in him staying healthy, but he's came out and was like, Yeah, my main my main goal for this offseason is to get the athleticism back. He comes in, if we can get a hundred games, hundred and twenty games out of Giancarlo this year, and he's dude, his 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 hot streaks are like no other. He'll go for three weeks yeah. on a hot streak, thirteen home runs. 320 average, like 15 RBI. It's crazy, dude. More than that. Yeah, yeah, definitely more than that. I was just picking numbers. No, I know. That, but, um, yeah, dude, If this when this Yankees team clicks on all cylinders that first time, it's going to be, like, putting the league on notice, dude. Yeah. It's going to be fun to watch, and I'm excited. But in other baseball news outside of Yankees, Otani seven hundred million dollars to the Dodgers, dude, and did it so smart too. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Wildly, so he gets it's a ten year contract. He gets two million every year that he's in the league. So that's twenty million for his ten years that he's in the league, and that's only two million against payroll, dude. They get to go spend bread on the rest of this contract to win as many titles as possible in that ten year span. Ten years comes around, Otani says, thank you very much. Thank you for the five or seven titles or whatever we've won. Because I'm the best, most crazy player of all time. Um, I'm going to retire. Now, for the next ten years, the Dodgers pay him the remaining $680 million, over $68 million a year for ten years, not even playing for him. Yeah, it's, I mean, I don't want to say it sucks because he signed a $700 million contract with the California taxes are going to take, like, more than half of that. Isn't that crazy? Not yeah, that's that. true. Like what if he moves to Florida and he's like, nope, okay, now all my, now all my deferred $68 million a year I'm getting in Florida tax-free? Do you, it probably do you wouldn't do work that, that way. Where it comes, I think it's where it comes out of, right? Like, where your employer is? It depends, dude, because it depends where you work, right? Like, right. for Deloitte, like, my payroll gets done out of, like, Nashville. But it depends where I work. So, like, if I'm working in Philly, I have to put in my tax jurisdiction that I'm working in Philly, and then I pay an additional city tax on that. If I'm working at home, like, they know my home address, so they know, like, um, I get taxed everything to Jersey. You know what I mean? Right, right. So it depends on where you work. So that's, like, a really interesting situation where it's, like, he's not working anymore. And the work that yeah. he did do was split up around the world, around the country. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if you were actually thinking about, like, how much of that time was actually spent working in California versus working in Arizona. Well, you, you, know, gotta, you gotta think half of that is gonna be California because yeah, at least half a season at home. So, And then a lot of, like, practices and training, like, most of his time All is in season. California. So he right, probably just right. gets everything taxed to California rates. Yeah, it kind of sucks. Yeah. It's a lot of money just, like, gone on taxes. Yeah. Like, also, don't feel that bad for you. You're getting hundreds of millions of dollars. 700, actually. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. 
Well, yeah. that was another. That was. I think they constructed that contract too for uh, to try and get Yamamoto to come to the Dodgers because they're the other. It's them, the Mets, and the Dodgers in for like the top three um, for the race for Yamamoto. They apparently had they had Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and Otani at the meeting um, with him. The Dodgers had with him. Mm-hmm. They're like, look, dude, we have the money to sign for you. Come play with Otani. Like we know you're his. Like you guys are boys. You're both in Japan. Blah blah blah. But apparently Yamamoto's like, eh, I kind of want to do my own thing. I, I'm a I'm a Yankees fan. There's a bunch of pictures of, of him wearing a Yankees hat, and he's like, I kind of just want to be like the ace of my team. And I think yeah. it'd be fun to see Otani like in the World Series, Yankees Dodgers World Series, like Yamamoto versus Otani. That would be sick. Yeah, that would be sick. That would be fucking sick. And dude, big. the fact that we have. If, I mean, Yamamoto, if he comes to the Yanks and plays the same way he's played in Japan, his career ERA is like 1.12, dude. How ridiculous is that? No reason to think you can't make it. Are we back? So what, what's going to happen if, if he plays as good as he plays in Japan? I was I was saying his career ERA in Japan, I think, is like 1.12, which is absolutely okay. ridiculous. It's not going to happen in the MLB. But... But if he's got like a two five career a ERA, two five ERA, dude, and then you throw Cole in the mix on that too, like Cole just won a Cy Young at like a two seven ERA. Like we have two, basically two aces on the team. Yeah, and Juan Soto in the lineup now. Like I don't know how. I, listen, I know I'm sucking off the Yankees right now, but like this is a wet dream for me as a baseball fan. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it will so, be as long as it's names on paper. It always will be, and then it's like, okay, now, now that, that the it's the it's time to play ball. How like are we actually clicking the way we want to click? Right, right. Because there's like you know weird chemistry. You know, sometimes teams like players don't click together, and then it's like, you know, everybody's hitting at different times, and it's like one guy every game. The Yankees, you got to take into consideration. Like, I mean. How many players have been chased out of New York because they couldn't handle the pressure of like the bright lights of New York or the media or so? Like, look at Joey Gallo or look at Aaron Hicks and all these other guys. Not to say you know they're on the same caliber as Juan Soto or Yamamoto, but like, no. It'll be interesting to see you know how Juan Soto handles that first you know three to four game sweep where he goes like you know one for fucking nine or some shit like that. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think, I I mean, dude, he was 19 in the World Series fucking right. bombs off of Justin Verlander and giving him the Soto shuffle. Like, I don't think that's, I don't think the New York pressure is going to be a, a factor for him. But also, I don't know what Yamamoto's like, like, personality-wise. I, you know, one, he speaks a completely different language, and I've never watched him actually play. I've just seen clips. But I've never watched him play either, so I don't know. He is filthy, dude. Like, Absolutely. You might have watched him in the baseball classic last year when Japan. Nah, played. probably not. Maybe. But he's he's filthy. I mean, I think he's just as good as Otani pitching wise. Maybe even better. He does he throw the heat happen. like Otani does? I think he tops out at like ninety seven, ninety eight. So not not as much heat. He's his sinker or his splitter is what really is like what gets him. Like he throws a filthy splitter. I think it's a splitter. It might be a sinker. I don't know, but. His wipeout pitch is is gross, dude. I saw like a week and, and he's twenty five. You said, yeah, he's super young. He's twenty five. 
Maybe he'll come to Philly. Yeah. They yeah. had a meeting. They had a meeting with him, but I guess they. No, nah, he's not going to come here, dude. He's not. He's going to be like, why the fuck would I come to come there? You guys are dirty and greasy. Yeah, but your team's loaded, and you've been in the World Series back back years. Yeah. And you put him in a in a fucking rotation with Nola and Wheeler. And apparently, yeah. Nola took less money than other teams offered him to stay in Philly. So, I mean, I like that. I don't blame him, dude. You guys got a good team. He's getting like twenty five mil a year, which is like a decent amount. I think it's like a seven year contract. So, I think he's solid for the next like three four years, and after that, it might tail off. But it's like, like you said, by the time five years comes around. $25 is going to be the current, or 25 mil is going to be the current, you know, 10 or 15. So it's like, you know, the contract you're might be worth it then gonna, as well. Yeah, it's not going to be hurting them, hurting you guys like, financially that much. Right, so right. Like by that time, he money. might, I mean, we Yamamoto, might still be paying him what he's worth. Making $400 million, dude. And he's not, he hasn't thrown, he hasn't thrown an MLB baseball. Like the baseball's not even like in practice. There's so many factors. Like it's definitely a risk, but like I think he's good enough to where, a lot of teams are willing to be like, fuck the risk, dude. The kid's filthy. And he's 25. Yeah. Yeah. And if you get, like, one of the best pitchers of the generation. Right. Right. You're going to pay for it. And, like, you know, there's a lot that comes. Like, he brings an international audience, too. It's not just your pain. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's shit ton of merch. Not even January yet, and I'm acting like the baseball season's about to start like next week, dude. I, I it's slow. this next month and a half until pitchers and catchers report is gonna be slow and long, dude. Oh man, you got any fantasy teams left? Uh, I have one. It's a Yahoo league I did with a coworker and a bunch of her friends. Um, I was the number one seed, so I was on by this week, but I have no faith, dude. Justin Herbert out for the season. Yeah, Chase. Probably not playing this week. Definitely uh, out this Keen- week. Keenan Allen, probably not going to play him with fucking Easton Stick as his quarterback. Yeah. Andre Stevenson, who knows? Like, I have no faith. I'm so out on fantasy this year, dude. It just pissed me off. Yeah, this was a tough year. Most of them are. What about you? You got any teams left? I got Sleeper Keeper. That is my saving grace. That was my last chance. At any salvation from this year. I think I got Owen next week. Yeah, I played Wilson. I beat him. Um, Solid showing. I've got solid running backs in that league. James Cook popped off, who you didn't want to trade with me. Yeah. Um, So thank you for that, because I'd way rather have James Cook this past week than Brees Hall. Hall. (laughs) Um, I got your back, bro. Thank you. Yeah, so I think I got Owen this week. He's got a good squad. I think he was the two seed. We'll yeah, see. Who are the other two left? Clay? Clay beat me, so who who else is in there? I think Jake is up top. I think yeah. it was Jake and Owen on by. Um, Jake had a frisky, like, season, dude. He was 11-2, and two, but, like, not that many points scored. Yeah. Yeah, like a very fortunate schedule. Yeah. Yeah. Um... I had a handful of leagues like that where the number one seed was like signif- like two hundred points less than like the top two or three teams in the league. Yeah, I was uh I saw this thing where some leagues do like the last playoff spot just goes to whoever's left with the most points. I okay. Propose that for Orchids, but I don't know how the rest of the league would feel about that. So I feel like that's a fair way to do it, dude. If there's a team that's like 
six and eight, but they have, you know, the fourth most points in the league. Like, they deserve to be in the playoffs. Their team pops every year. They just get fucked on whatever random schedule. What if you did an extra game every week against the league median? What do you mean? So you do an extra game every week, right? So every week I play you, right? And, well, I don't play you, but, you know, week one I play you and I beat you, obviously. And I put up 125 and you put up 120. And out of all the people in the league, the the median so like between whatever the six the and seven and between whatever's between six and seven right That's like right. the top six teams basically get a win and the bottom six teams get a loss so if the median is less than if you're like you scored the fourth most on the week but you lost then you get one win one loss for the week why why would you get a loss Oh, because it's because like I beat you head matchup. to head. Right, right. Yeah. Right. So then, would the playoffs just be determined based off of like your your overall record? Still, it's same thing. Overall record and then points for. But you have I like that. I like somewhat. That, you have your points for is built into your record. Like half of your record right, is right. basically your points for of each week. And yeah. like, yeah, there's variation of like some weeks. Like you pop off, but I think that is like where it's like okay you're going to have, like, an outlier in your points for of, like, one week you scored 185 points. But if you were to take that game out every other week, you're scoring, like, 100 to 120, right? But it's yeah. like you, this random game, you have an extra 60 in your points for. It's like, okay, you're going to get an extra win that week, obviously, right. for beating the league median, but it's not going to, like, greatly alter the standings based on the points for. That is a fantastic idea. Like, I think that completely eliminates, like, the randomness of schedule. Because, I I mean, not just speaking for me, but I see so many people, like, get fucked by that. Yeah, I mean, we could think about it. We need to bring it up to the league, but, like, explain it so that there's not, like, controversy yes. about it. Or at least so that it opens the space for a debate, like, or a conversation. I don't like debate. That makes it sound like a a negative connotation. But, like, you know, it opens the space to have a conversation and be like, hey, we're thinking about doing a league median. Like, we were just talking about, like, people with, like, high-scoring teams or low-scoring teams, like, having just fortunate schedules and really, like, helps them out versus, you know, the high-scoring teams just kind of get boned on schedule where they play the one team that happens to go off. They, they're they the ones that go up against them every week. Because yeah. um, I've had that where it's like, I'll be like, like in erotic fantasy this year. Dude, the whole season, I was like the second mo- – Paul was like first most in points in that league for the most of the season. But I was like second for most of the year, and I was like one in five. And I'm like, how am I second in points for? And I'm not even cl- – I'm the worst in the league. And I'm, I have the second most points. You know what right. I mean? Right. Um, like that shit happens where I just kept going up against that week's juggernaut team, um, where it's like, okay, this kind of helps balance that out. Right. I'm one in four, but I have more points than 90% of the league. Right. Yeah. I like that. We should definitely try. And, and then if you're one in four, but like you're, you're better than the league median in four out of those five weeks. Now you're five and five. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah, I like that. I just think we definitely need to find a way to make it not confusing for people who just like hear that. Oh no, it's not. It's like a, it's like a very regular like standard setting. 
Yeah, but like I know Clay would get it, and probably like Jake and like Emery, but like you know, there's like a few people in our league that are not like as hardcore. I feel like, and they'd be like, oh, no, yeah, like that. like that's too complicated. Yeah, that's true. Should we get like a PowerPoint? Yeah, <laughs> I'll get my. Uh, Here, here's our case. Here's the issue at hand. Like current issue, teams that have like you know records. Or schedules just like fucking teams where you know the best teams that have the most points for aren't getting into the playoffs and whatnot. Solution: We're gonna do this. We're gonna do a, a league median. What's that all about? Okay, let's explain it for you. How does that solve our problem? All right, you know what? I'm on board. Boom! There we go. There's our PowerPoint skeleton. Let's let's get it drawn up. Yeah, I think we do that. <coughs> we'll just find a video on YouTube. Yo, check this. Watch this video. Yeah. Why would I want to do this? All right. I think maybe we could find one of those. We should start that conversation early, like maybe a month after the season ends. So that something we okay. keep bringing up. You know what I mean? Instead of like, you know, a week before we draft. Yo, let's make this giant change. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I'm down, dude. I'm, I like uh, I like change. I think change is good. And if we hate it, we can always change back. Yeah, that's the thing, and I don't think this is something that is going to be hated, because I think it's the most fair way to do it. Yeah, that's how the Megalobowl works. I was in that this year. Terrible experience. I'll never do I that know, again. I saw. That's dumb you can't change your lineup after playoffs start. What the fuck is that about? No ad drops. Like, players, play lineups lock once the playoffs start, so I got absolutely boned this week with Tyreek Hill and Chris Olave. Like, are you kidding me? Like, oh yeah, that's that's really enjoyable playoff experience for me. My team put up 68. What, like, why do they do that, though, is what I'm saying. Like, I had, I started Najee Harris, David Montgomery, and my running back. There's two flex positions. I started Kyron Williams and nobody. For, at wide receiver, I started Brandon Ayuk and nobody. I started Pratt Firemuth. I started the Falcons defense. I started Justin Fields. On my bench, I had Samaj P. Ryan, who had 5.9 points. Josh Downs, who played on Saturday, right? So I, so I didn't know I was going to be missing players when he played. He was already locked on my bench. Gerald Everett, and then the Ravens defense, and then Alexander Madison out, didn't play. Tyree Kill out. Chris Olave out. So it's like Sunday, I'm open up. I'm like, oh, nice. Tyree Kill and Chris Olave are out, and I can't even go pick anybody up. So I'm just going to yeah. forfeit this game. I'm out forfeit of the playoffs. The season, that, that was that's fun. So dumb. That's so yeah, dumb. my season's over. And there's no trading there either. So, like, you know, I had, like, Najee Harris and Pat Fryermuth. You know what I mean? So, it's like, I kind of wanted to trade one of them. Like, I had assets that I wanted to trade. But it's like, you can't. And it's like, all right, that's stupid. That just sounds like a shittier version of best ball. It's way worse than best ball. Yeah, not doing that again. But, dude, I shitted on Wilson and Sleeper Keeper. I put up 113 and he put up 57. Jeez, that's tough. That's a tough. And then I, I beat Emery in erotic. I put up one seventeen, and he put up eighty eight, which I like because me and Emery made a trade in the middle of the season. So I'm glad that I beat him after making that trade. Yeah, that's always nice to see when your trade works out like that, and it pays off instantly. So next week I should get Jake. Yeah, I'll get Jake and erotic next week. And then in Sleeper Keeper, pretty sure I'm getting Owen. Good luck, soldier. Sleeper Keeper. Dude, Jake's uh... the one seed in both of those leagues. Oh, he's one seed in Erotic, too? Yeah. 
realize that. He's five in orchids. What a bum. Yeah, I got shitted on in coastal checks by Clay. He got shit on in orchids by Clay too. Clay put up Jake number one. Jake was number one seed in coastal checks, and he's gonna play Clay this week. My team sucked in that league this year, dude. I'm pissed about it, dude. My family fantasy team. I didn't even make the playoffs. I need to read you my roster, and you're gonna be like, bro, how did you miss the playoffs? Um, Matt Stafford. Uh, I think it's 10. David Montgomery, Bijan Robinson, Devon A. Chan, Alexander Madison, Jonathan Taylor, who I ended up trading for, actually, Shuba Hubbard. Those are my running backs. And then at wide receiver, DJ Moore, Brandon Ayuk, Amari Cooper, DK Metcalf, Romeo Dobbs. Damn. Yeah. I just, like, didn't make... It's, like, tough to make the perfect lineup decisions. That's what, you know what that's I mean? the tough thing with a 10-man league, dude. That's how my yeah. one is, bro. I have my benches like, dude, who do I want to play? Do I want to play? You know, I got Amon Ross, St. Brown, and Jamar Chase. Those are going to be my two wide receivers usually most weeks until bye. But then in my flex, it's like, well, I got fucking, uh, what's his face from the, the Chargers? Um, not Eckler. I can't think of his name. I just said it. Keenan Allen. Keenan Allen. Jordan Addison. Ramondre Stevenson, like, I just have so many players I could pick, and it's like, I just feel like it's a dark room most week. Yep. Yeah, I have, that's why, like, that's why Family Fantasy, that's the name of the league, and Coastal Checks are so hard for me, is because it's the single flex. And it's finding out who to start in that single flex, you know what I mean? Because you always have, like, three good options. Yeah. Yeah. So you you always have good options in those single flex leagues, so it's like, who am I going to put here? You know what I mean? Yeah, and then your bench will pop, and you're like, well, what the fuck? Yeah. And it's like, if this was like a two or three flex league, it's like, I'm chilling here, bro. Right, right. I'm I'm definitely not drafting Pat Mahomes next year, dude. No. I can't believe I wasted a second round pick on him. I'll tell you what, I'm definitely not drafting another high tight end. Drafting yeah. Darren Waller this year was a killer. I went, I was in on him in a couple leagues, and like he was okay, and then he started to get better, and then he got hurt. So it's like, whatever, dude. It's not his fault that he got hurt and whatnot. But like, that's still that's a six round pick that is now gone. That could have been somebody that was actually useful. You know what I mean? Yeah. And meanwhile, like after he got hurt, I'm like, all right, I'm snagging Hunter Henry, who's getting two touchdowns, and he's like popping off on me in a random week. You know what I mean? And it's like just playing the waiver wire and finding good matchups for tight ends and doing that thing. Dude, Evan Ingram was a fucking steal. And I, I yeah, I snagged him in like the seventh round or something like that. Yeah. Probably, probably not that late, but that's why I'm fine with getting a tight end where I'm going to get like seven points a week from. Because, Dude, Logan you know, Thomas and both David and Joku, like you and I, I know we had like our discussions back and forth. They're basically the same player, dude. Like from a fantasy right. perspective, they're both chilling. Five to ten points weekly. Yeah, that's that's kind of what their thing weeks. was. Yeah, they'll they'll have, they'll they'll each have like a random week where they get like a touchdown or two. Yeah, yep. That's why I like. A, I mean, I'm I don't know right. why I keep the same game plan with quarterbacks, but like, dude, Tyree Kill and Amon Ross St. Brown. Like, if I just went that way with my fucking, like, I would have had Amon Ross this week, even with Tyreek out. Yeah, he would have fucking popped off, and I would have won. Then I get Patrick Mahomes, who doesn't have receivers, and it's like, I'm getting 19 points from him a week, and the 19 points a week I can get from fucking Baker Mayfield, dude. 
Like, why did I yeah. waste that pick? Yeah. It's stupid. I was just a, just a dumb drafting process on my Yeah. Because I and I used... homes and I'm like, ooh, MVP, 30 points a week, maybe. But it's, like, not the case. I used to be, or I am, or have been, historically, such a big running back guy in drafts, and I got to stop doing that because yeah, they just get hurt, and then they hurt my lineups. And like, it's so hard to replace, too, dude. Yeah, dude, and it's like, you know what? Everyone's going to be out on running backs, so let me just stack up on a few, like, stud wires. Like, if everybody's going to have bad running backs, like, everybody's going to have, like, at the most, like, one good running back and one guy who's, like, okay, they're just hoping he has a good week. Like, all right, I'll, I'll try to get by. I'll try to find a diamond in the rough later. But, like, let me get two, like, you know, top 15 wide receivers. Well, that's the thing with running backs, dude, is you can always go, like, you know, we're week two or three on waivers. There's going to be one or two guys that, you know, either pop off and come out of nowhere or the main right. RB1 goes down and you can just yeah. scoop them up. So, like, you you're basically have a chance to get an RB1, like, possibility, like, a few weeks into the season. Yep. So, like, Start the draft, get fucking two to three really solid receivers and like one RB one. You're good to go. Are we back? Yeah, we just got back. This is cooked. Yeah, this is cooked. And not James cooked. No, he snapped this week, dude. I hope he does that again this coming week. Need it, need it from you, James. Especially from against Dallas too. Like, love watching that. Yes, yes, dude. He ate against them. He had more yards in their entire team. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, all right, let's get out of here, dude. It's been a long one. Um, it's late. I got a shower because I fucking steak. Time for steak. I already have my Taco Bell, bro. I'm doing steak ah. though, for sure. All right. I'll let well, it's you know good to be back. We got, we got the Omaha steak seasoning too, which we just ran out of from last year. Fire me up. Hell yeah. But, uh, all right, it was all good right. being we'll, back. Yeah, we'll be back again probably after the holidays. After the holidays, sometime yeah, not till 2024. Yeah, we'll see you next year. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Kwanzaa, Happy Hanukkah, all the things that you be doing. Enjoy those. Just just love it, dude. Enjoy the hell out yeah. of it. I hope Santa brings you everything you want if you're celebrating Christmas. Give your family members an extra hug before you walk out the door today or this year. Don't forget to say I love you. And it wouldn't be the random podcast on Riverside if we didn't lag while we were trying to sign off. Smooches!